Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. The future Antichrist is called the Beast in Revelation chapter 13, an apt name for a man claiming to be God. He will have fearsome power, but that power will wither into nothingness when confronted by the returning real Jesus. Today, lessons we can take home from our study of the coming Antichrist. From the Moody Church in Chicago, this is Running to Win with Dr. Erwin Lutzer, whose clear teaching helps us make it across the finish line. Today, Erwin Lutzer continues a series on The King is Coming. In this, the fourth of ten messages, our focus is on that time when the king tolerates his rival. When I think of life-transforming lessons in this, many spring out to me from the text. I read something like this and I immediately see all kinds of things coming at me. Let me give you three. Uh, Just a word in passing before we get to the last two, and that is the whole business of discernment. The fact that the earth is going to be so ready to receive miracles that are false miracles. Today, people see miracles and they have no idea how to identify a true miracle from a false one when they see it on television. And sometimes we don't know, I confess that, but sometimes there are telltale signs, particularly regarding what the evangelist says and what he believes. But we are raising a generation of people who simply lack all spiritual discernment. They don't know, for example, that if you go to a seance, if you consult a witch and talk to the dead, you're not talking to the dead. You're actually talking to demonic spirits who knew the dead, familiar spirits. They don't even know that. They they just bungle along in life. Oh, this sounds interesting. This sounds good. So the world will be ready for a massive deception. Two other things that I want you to take home. First of all, something about God's sovereignty. God's sovereignty. You say, well, it looks like God kind of was on vacation when all this was happening. Ah, God isn't on vacation. He never is. Did you notice it says that the beast was able to rule for 42 months? I mean, who determines that time? If God determines the length of the beast's rule to be 42 months, all the forces of hell wrapped all together cannot make it 43. Because God is God. And even the devil is God's devil. I want to tell you, You know what it says in 2 Thessalonians 2? Read it on your own. Just take my word for it for now and then read it on your own. It says that when Antichrist goes into the temple, that when Jesus comes, Jesus is going to slay him by the breath of his mouth. Jesus will just go, it's all over. Because Jesus is King of kings, Lord of lords, and God of all gods. There's no contest here. By the way, did you know that hell is just? Hell is just. We'll talk about that. To us, sometimes it doesn't seem that way, but certainly for these, hell is is just. 
And, and that's the vindication. Earlier in the book of Revelation, there are saints that pray and say, Oh Lord, how long until you're going to vindicate us? Because they were massacred, they were killed. And God is going to say, just a little longer. And hell is just. The sovereignty of God, the breath of his mouth. There's no contest here. But I need to comment on the glory of the saints. And for this, we have to go back to verse 8 and 9. And all who dwell upon the earth will worship it, that is the beast, everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb that was slain. Of course, you're asking all kinds of questions about this verse, as well you might. First of all, I need to emphasize, uh, do you think that if you lived during this period of time, you would have the nerve to withstand the cultural and spiritual pressure to join Antichrist and his forces? Another way we indicate God's sovereignty is in verse uh, 10. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with a sword, with a sword he must be slain. Hitler said that if you go into a rally with 100,000 people all shouting the same slogans and you don't believe in the slogan, you'll do one of two things. Either you will convert or at least you'll keep your mouth shut because there will be a cultural stream that will be so powerful nobody will stand against it. And even the saved in this day wouldn't stand against it unless God granted them the ability to stand against it. But now for the verse. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life. You say, well, you mean there are some people born and already uh, their name was written in the book of life? That's what the text is saying. People have wanted to say something else. They Sometimes there are translations that say the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. That also shows us God's sovereignty. But the best translation of the text is the one that I've just read. If you are a believer today, your name was in the book of life as long as God has existed. Any amens out there? Am I all alone out here? Because God never learns anything. He never makes some decisions that he doesn't know he's going to change. Your name was known to God as long as God existed. In fact, Paul says that. He said, the grace of God that was given to you from all eternity. You say, well, yeah, but I know what you're thinking. I can see your minds working like the innards of a clock. You're saying, but, you know, how do you, how do you know that your name is in the book? Isn't that the question that you should be asking? How do you know your name is in the book? And some of you, you have never trusted Christ as Savior. And the question is, you know, how do I know whether or not my name is in the book? Can't you just hear it already? Somebody's saying that. Here's the good news. The good news is you can find out whether or not it's in the book. Shouldn't you be encouraged because of that? You may criticize God's sovereignty and all, but my, if you can find out whether or not your name is in the book, you should have no argument with God about this text. I don't think you should. Here's the way you find out whether or not your name is in the book. 
What you do is you come to Jesus Christ in humility, admitting your sinfulness and receive him as your savior. And you believe on him. And when you do, that shows that your name is in the Lamb's book of life from before the foundation of the world. That's not bad, is it? I came to assurance of faith at the age of 14. Some of you perhaps have come to assurance of faith at different times, and some of you have no assurance of faith. And and the reason that you have no assurance is because you're not saved, so you don't know whether your name is in the book or not. I have flown a bit on airplanes, and uh, sometimes I have flown standby. Have you ever had that experience? You're flying standby. And, you know, you don't know whether or not you're going to get on. And, you know, you're looking at that board now that they have, you know, the waiting list and you're number four. And you see all these people going on the plane. You think, oh, you know, I hope that I'm going to be on. I pray that I'm going to be on. But I don't know whether or not my name is going to be called. And then at the end, they may say either yes or no. But you're not enjoying the time in the departure lounge. (laughs) And then most of the time I fly with a ticket. And I look on it and I say, I'm in 10B. I know that there's a seat that's reserved for me. I have the ticket in my pocket. I can pull a book out of my briefcase and I can read it and I can be totally relaxed. Today I want you to know that you have a confirmed ticket with a seat number that is for you in glory. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. If God has talked to you and you don't know whether or not your name is in the book, find out. Come to Jesus. Admit your sinfulness. Admit your need. And say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. You're a Savior. I'm going to believe in this Jesus, not the false one that is going to come to pass, who is going to be destroyed by the breath of the mouth of the real Jesus. I don't want to believe in him. I want to believe in a Savior that actually saves. And there's only one like that out there. And you know who he is, don't you? That's Jesus. You may be in the balcony. You may be listening by way of radio or other forums. You may be, you joined us today on the internet. Whatever means by which you're listening to this, I appeal to your conscience and I appeal to God's grace, come to Christ, receive him, give up your stubbornness, and when you do that, he'll receive you. That's guaranteed. He'll receive you, and you'll say, you know what, I have a confirmed ticket. I now know that my name has been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life. Is there any question that is as important as that one? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's pretty well it. It's more important than all the other issues that we face. Eternity is long. Time is short. Join me as we pray. Father, save those who have to be saved. And if people are deceived about their salvation because they are good people and they've been baptized or they've done things, we ask, oh, Father, please show them that There is such a thing as saving faith, a faith that actually saves. 
Your word says that we should check to see whether we are in the faith. Help all of us to do that right now. And those who sense the work of the Spirit in their lives, may they not, may they not turn a deaf ear to that voice. We plead with them. And for those of us who know Christ, help us to love him, to trust him. And now as I conclude this prayer, if you've never received him, you can even receive him where you are seated or where you are listening to this. Take the time to say, Jesus, today, I trust you and believe you. We ask in his blessed name. Amen. Well, this is Pastor Lutzer. I trust that this message has spoken directly to your heart. I'm especially concerned about those of you who have no assurance of salvation because you are not saved. Take out time right now to believe the good news of the gospel. Repent of your sins. Trust Christ. The future is coming. Question is, will you be ready? That was Erwin Lutzer wrapping up The King Tolerates His Rival, the fourth in a ten-part series of messages on The King is Coming. As world history wraps up, there's a period coming known as the Great Tribulation when the judgment of God will rain down on the earth. Next time, join us for the details. This series can be yours on CD as our thank you for your gift of any amount to support Running to Win. For information, call us toll-free at 1-800-215-5001. That's 1-800-215-5001. Online, go to OfferRTW.com. That's OfferRTW.com. Or write to Running to Win, Moody Church, 1635 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60614. Running to Win is a ministry of the Moody Church.